Hi, and welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. My name is Mark, and I am joined by my fellow co-hosts, Adam, Liza, Chris, and my lovely wife, Bridget. How's everybody doing tonight? Great. Hello. Bonjour. Bonjour. Is appropriate for this evening's uh, entertainment. Bonsoir. I guess we should say bonsoir. It's evening, right? Okay, go with it. Good point, fancy pants. <laughs> but we're given I'm some... breaking out the high school French. Good job. <laughs> We've given a clue here. Chris, what are we talking about tonight? Well, tonight we want to talk about a park that doesn't get any love, and it really should, which is Disneyland Paris. Aww. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah. So I just got to go there, and I know that Bridget has booked clients there. I had gone to Disneyland Paris in 2015, and I had told, I've been told, you know, keep your expectations low. Um, what I saw was an extraordinary park as far as the castle is absolutely the best castle. No, no questions. It's on a little hill. It's pink. It's huge. There's a dragon underneath. There's a walkthrough on the top. It's phenomenal. But also, it was a little rundown. You know, there were things that needed to be improved. Now, I don't know a lot about the business aspect of what went on in those years in between 2015 and now. I do know that Disney took over the park itself and that they did a ton of refurbishments. In the past, their Fantasyland, for example, was extremely detailed. So much more beautiful than any Fantasyland I have personally been in over here in the States. But, it, you know, again, it was run down. This time, I was blown away by everything. I think that, it, you know, a lot of people want to go to Tokyo, go to Disneyland Paris. It's amazing. And even the food was better. So let's talk about that park. I know, Bridget, what do you know about the hotels? Because I know you did a ton of research on the hotels. Right. So there are some hotels that um, do not have air conditioning and do not have elevators. Yeah. So that's something to keep in mind when you're looking into where to stay. Is that the Santa Fe and the, what's the other one? Cheyenne. Cheyenne. Okay. Those actually have a bus. So they have to take a bus to the parks. Those are the only hotels that aren't on Disney property, right? Except for that Village's Nature, which is a whole different thing. Right. Um, And then there's like the Sequoia Lodge, which is kind of, when I was looking at it, it seemed a little more reminiscent of Wilderness Lodge. Newport Bay Club is a little more like Beach Club. Um, Hotel New York, I didn't really look into much, but Disneyland Hotel, I did. And that Disneyland Hotel is like right in the middle. And I it is probably the most expensive hotel they have there. If I'm not, oh, I believe it. It's it's actually super expensive. You're absolutely right. And and Liza, it's it's true. So there's two parks there. There's Walt Disney Studios Park, which honestly is a little lacking. And then there's the Disneyland Park, and there's this gorgeous pink hotel that you have to walk through the bottom part of it to get into the park, which is sort of weird and yet kind of visually very interesting to go in there. And underneath it, they have all their ticket booths and their guest services and stuff like that. And then you walk right into the park. You mentioned the Sequoia Lodge. Mm -hmm. It is kind of reminiscent, like you said, of Wilderness Lodge, except don't go to those resorts expecting, you know, to walk into a big grand lobby like you would at Wilderness Lodge or something like that. Their lobbies are much smaller. And even the Disneyland Hotel, which is sort of kind of the same concept as the Grand Floridian, 
is has a very small lobby. It's still by the standards of, you know, in Europe, everything's a little more compact. Um, they don't have as much space, and it's a lot more expensive to build on those spaces. Um, by those standards, it's a big lobby. But by our standards, it's about a fourth of the size of the Grand Floridian lobby. And you mentioned Santa Fe and Cheyenne not having an mm-hmm. elevator. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you that I sent a couple there. They were celebrating a big anniversary. And um, she and I warned her about the elevator situation. She did walk in and then walk back down to the guest services desk and, and move to, I think it was in Newport. So Correct me if I'm wrong, but the Hotel New York is closed for the Marvel transformation. Is it? Okay. Yeah, that they're yeah it looks that, like that's what's going in there. They're doing the Art of Marvel retheme, Mark. You should be excited. I yeah, know. They're, they're putting a ton of money into this park. So that's the Studios Park, right? No, well, I was just referring to the hotel. No, yeah, the hotel's across the street from the Studios Studios. Park. Close to the Santa Fe and the Cheyenne. I think the issue with that park, the Walt Disney Studios, is like half of it is kind of closed off for refurbishment. So that's kind of downside. Yeah, they're they're building Mm -hmm. Marvel, they're building Star Wars, they're building Frozen. Wow. All at that Studios Park over the next seven years. Aren't they putting, like, several billion dollars into it? I mean, it's a ton of money into a renovation there. Some of the Marvel stuff is retheming existing rides. Like, they have a rock and roller coaster, and they're going to retheme that Iron Man. Not sure if they're going to nice. do Guardians Tower for retheme of Tower of Terror. That's still up in the air. Uh, they're getting a Spider-Man attraction that we're supposed to be getting over in California, and from what I understand, it's not that exciting. It's mm. gonna be like Toy Story Mania, not oh like the a, the yeah. Spider Man at Disneyland. Yeah, Spider Man huh. at Disney. Uh, so like you're action. throwing your web like 3D out of a gun or something. That's what the theory is. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of fun though. Yeah, yeah, it sounds fun. Yeah, it could have been more, but I don't think it's going to be. And uh, and then they're getting half of Star Wars land. They're getting, I think, just, I believe they're just getting Falcon. They're not okay. getting the full experience that we're getting here. Okay. And then they're getting their own frozen land. And they're getting their, a big lagoon that's going to look kind of like World Showcase Lagoon. And they're going to have you wow. know, just, uh, shows on that lagoon. And But that's years down the line. They're that is exactly right what now. that park needs, though. Because, you know, you go into the Disneyland park and it is phenomenal. Like, their haunted mansion blows ours. I, it's so much better than ours. It I mean, yeah, I hate to like say it. I was going to ask you um, Their Frontierland is extraordinary. I couldn't believe how good the theming was. Um, I've already talked about Fantasyland, of course, which is amazing. So and the Thunder Mountain, you think it was better than yeah. California? Yes, actually. Wow. Really? Yeah. And there's this big part. At one part, you go down and water splashes up. And that's when the, they take the picture. And um, you don't get wet. But it just kind of makes for an interesting picture. I put a bunch of pictures online. And I'll put more on the private podcast group. But I just feel like almost like it's a personal mission to get people over there. And I think that, um, Bridget, I know your client went a little more higher end than I personally did. I stayed at the Village's Nature, which is sort of an mm-hmm. odd sort of thing. It's not a Disney hotel, but it does, you can book it through Disney. And um, it has no Disney transportation at all. It's much further than they kind of 
lead you to understand. I mean, it's close to Disneyland, but the reality is you've got to walk because they don't allow cars in this place. You've got to walk out of it. You've got to take a bus. I mean, it takes you over between like 45 minutes and an hour to get to the park. So that's really inconvenient. I've never seen a water park like this. It's like what Great Wolf Lodge wants to be when it grows up. And then it has like individual buildings all over the place. And they're anything from a one bedroom to a three or four bedroom sort of apartment with a full kitchen and balconies and they've got cows grazing they've got tons of activities yeah I mean there were like these adorable cows like out eating one morning when we left our building they have tons of activities they've got water activities out on the lake and and it is all very eco-friendly so you don't have to feel like you know I I don't know it's even the water like the water park did not smell like chlorine it smelled just like regular water um it was immaculate Uh, there were some drawbacks and one was just the help desk was had very limited hours and you know the food was expensive but it was phenomenal like i would recommend it to anyone who's going to be doing paris and disneyland paris and kind of just wants a fun place to hang out and relax and i will tell you the price on that we had a two-bedroom apartment for three nights and it was $1,700 for the five of us, including park tickets and dining in the park. That oh, is wow. absolutely $1, an amazing That's really deal. good. Yes. And, that's, and that was a promotion for the half-board free dining, which they called it half-board. But to be honest, I think it pretty much covered all our meals wow. when we were in the parks. But And it was a little harder to figure out than like a regular Disney dining plan because they don't really pro- promote it the way we do the Disney dining yeah. plan. So there was, it was like... hard to explain that to people too. Like, because when we were looking at dining for my clients, yeah. it was, it, you know, you ha- I had to really look at it and try to understand like how they were working everything. With Did their your dining. client get the dining plan? They ended up not getting it, no. Yeah, I don't I don't honestly know that I would sell it. I mean, the fact that we got it for free was one thing, but like... It was just like it didn't work everywhere. It did work for all the quick services, but there were certain table services you services you had to use it at. Yeah. So, um, and that was confusing. They're dining like you don't you don't make it in advance. You make it the day of. Um, so that was just kind of different. You know, seventeen hundred dollars for a family of five to go to the That's... parks two days, stay three nights. We stayed an additional two nights just because we weren't able to ex- you know make our package bigger. but um, and I do think you need more than two days in the park, which is all we had. Now, some of the ca- like if my clients wanted character dining, I could book that ahead of time. Oh, can you do that ahead of time? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good to know. You had, but and you had to pick a time ahead of time, so it was like different time slots, yeah. and you picked the time slot for them um, as to when they wanted to dine, and it was different, um, kind of based on where they were staying too. Do you know, um, like I like I know nothing about the character meals there. Do you have like a good idea of what they have? <sighs> Not real. I kind of forget. I mean, the one, like, I just kind of let, when I called them, I just kind of let the the cast member guide me because I, you know, I just didn't really have a great knowledge of them. But I know the one that my one client that's staying at Newport Plaza Gardens restaurant was where her character dining was taking place. So I feel like if there's character dining in the hotel, that's kind of where you get placed. But um, I, like I said, I can't. I can't totally speak to that because I don't 
completely understand how they work it. Okay. So I, I, I don't either. Like, I was like, tell me what I need to do, and we're going to do it. I'm looking on their website, and they have that character meal at Plaza Gardens, Mickey and Friends. Yeah. And then for lunch and or dinner, Cinderella's Banquet Hall. They have princesses. They have inventions at the Disneyland Hotel. Right. Just says Disney characters. It doesn't say who you're going to see. <laughs> and then they have a Cafe Mickey where you're going to meet Mickey and Friends. Now here's and one in Fantasyland, too. Cafe Mickey... They actually don't even say where that is. I'm guessing that's in the Disneyland Hotel, and then that Cinderella's Banquet Hall has got to be in Fantasyland, I would the imagine. Fairy Tale Auberge de Cinderella. Yeah, that's in Fantasyland. Yeah. yeah, that's Fantasyland. I was actually surprised to see. So I had this, pers- like, from my perspective, the clients that they had, the guests that they had, were all from, like, America or the UK. What really surprised me was that there were so many French people there. And I know that sounds stupid, <laughs> but you sort of have this idea that the French are way too sophisticated to embrace a Disney park. Not at all true. And I, I actually asked someone about it, and they said that the majority of their guests are from France. You know, they have a ton of guests from the U.K. as well. That's, so yeah, I'd imagine that's, that. similar, that's similar to Disneyland in California. Yes. a little more of a local park. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. And people, just like here, you know, you have the moms with the Mickey ears and the kids in their princess costumes. Aww. It's just the same as here. And it was, it was a friendly park. Cast members were, they were comparable. They were, you know, to like a Disneyland cast member. Some of them were even comparable to Walt Disney World. I mean, they were good cast members. They were good. They were helpful. I had a problem because at Villages Nature, like I said, the help desk was like really limited. And so if we had wanted to use the help desk, we would have had to go to the parks really late. So we wanted to arrange transportation into Paris on our morning that we were leaving, we were taking the Eurostar over to London. So we wanted to arrange transportation and not take the train in because we had all our luggage. So I couldn't do it at my own resort. So I went into the Disneyland hotel and I was like kind of desperate. Asked one of the concierge people there and he fixed it up. And about an hour later, I got a confirmation from my driver um, that they would be coming. And I could have used Uber. We had used Uber multiple times there, but there was a problem with Uber because not every ch- car could come into our resort or could come at that time. So um, there were some limitations. So I did have to set up something in advance. And I'm like, gosh, you know, that guy, I'm not even staying at that resort. And he helped me out quite a bit. So speaking of transportation, first of all, you said Eurostar. Eurostar is, is a the train or a plane. That's a train that you take between Paris and London. It's the high speed train. It takes two and a half hours oh, okay. to get you there. Yeah. And then how uh, when you got into Paris, bus, train to Disneyland Paris? How long did that take? You, if you're a Walt Disney World or a Disneyland person, you know exactly what to expect when you go to a Disney bus, right? There's like a little, you know, line and there's going to be chains or whatever, kind of keeping people from getting out of line. Well, not chains, but you know, they have the little (laughs) rope chain things. You know what I mean, right? Whatever. Yeah, they have those and they're all, you know, everything is organized. So we get to the Disneyland bus. Our flight got in at 7.30. We got our, you know, we went through customs very quickly. Well, it wasn't that quickly, actually. And we got our bags. We were out at the bus by about 8.30 and there was no one there. And the bus didn't come until 9. It arrived about 9.15 
And by the time we got there, everybody and their brother was in front of us in line. Like nobody was respecting. <laughs> it was so frustrating. And, you know, you haven't slept all night. You're just a disgusting mess. And you're just thinking, oh, my God, you know, put up, put up a rope so people can line up properly. Nobody was doing that. We did all get on the bus, but it was like a huge bus. And that took about an hour, maybe not even an hour, to get to our our resort. And our resort, Villages Nature, was actually the first stop. So we we arranged um, when I made the reservation, we arranged to have that transportation rather than do it at the um, airport, which you can do incidentally. But you know, nine o'clock, they're not open. How much did that cost? You know what? I can't even tell you, and I should it's not know, that much. Yeah, it was folded into my thing, so oh, I don't. Okay. I, I think know, it's like thirty dollars. You're carrying your luggage on the bus, right? They're not taking it for you, like Magical Express. They put it underneath. Yeah, they don't take it. Okay. So, that's a good question. How was you're used to that? Like coming from the airport to the hotel, how was how was? From what they told me, for my client, they said that the. This the signage and everything is very clear, and able, you're able to understand like where you're going. So, is it? Did you find that it was easy to navigate to get to the transfer transfers? You know, it. So that airport is kind of oddly laid out, but for the most part, yeah. And somebody okay. will help you. You know. Okay. There's also really good croissants right in a little shop right across from there. And that's really what's important. You know what? That's the thing about France. Say what you will about France. They know how to do things with bread that we don't know how to do. And even in a, it was like a Marks and Spencer, like a little, um, like kiosk. Those croissants were just knocking us out. They were really amazing. So, speaking of bread, how is the language barrier? Is there any in the parks? None. There's none. I mean, I would challenge someone to find someone who doesn't speak at least enough English to help you out. And pretty much even, like, they just speak English. I mean, it's it's pretty, like, as an American walking through with your high school French, like Bridget said, or, you know, I mean, I was actually a German and Russian major in undergrad. Um, I'm still ashamed of my inability to communicate with people from other countries in anything other than English. You know, their English is amazing, so... Yeah, so I'm looking at some of these rides, and some of the rides seem really cool. Like, they have different rides than they have in Disneyland or in Disney World, which I think is amazing. And I think every park needs their own individual rides, or some that are the same but a little different. Like, their Small World looks gorgeous. Their Small World was refurbed, so everything is brighter and it's amazing. And it is much more detailed than ours. It's more comparable to, like, the Disneyland one in California, they don't have the characters in there. They do have a topless mermaid, though, which you would never Wait a see. minute, are you serious? <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <gasps> I'm not even kidding. Like, it was so funny because my husband said, like, hey, that mermaid's not wearing her clamshells. Sans <laughs> yes, seashells. funny because, you know, as Americans, we're pretty prudish. But, yeah, their little, their little uh, mermaid has no top on. Nice. So, you know, can you tell me about Buzz Lightyear Laser Blast? Is it like... Oh, my God, it's so much better. Okay, it's so much yes. better. And you can take it off and boom, boom. And yeah, we had a great time. I mean, I didn't know any of the cheats. And so, you know, you know, because like we've done the one in Walt Disney World a billion times. We know which targets to hit for the most part. Nah, I, didn't, I still don't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> know. And so it was kind of like... But yeah, it was really nice. It was good. Okay. Um, I, I saw that they have a um, an Indiana Jones ride. That one goes upside down. 
Those are fun. And their their Star Wars, or I'm sorry, Star Tours, which they call it um, a Star Tours encounter. I'm sorry, Space Mountain. What do they call Space Mountain in Anaheim? They call it Hyperspace Mountain. Yeah. So they have that there, and it goes upside down. There's a loop. Sophie said it was not impressive. Yeah. What so, was the Indiana Jones ride was not impressive? Uh, the, the, she liked the Star Tours. She thought Indiana Jones was kind of not as okay. exciting as she had expected it to be because it had a loop. So I love a loop. Yeah. How's their Pirates of the Caribbean? Better. It was closed while we were there, but I had been on it before. It is the, I think it's the best I've been on. And plus, so they have this whole area in the middle of the park called Adventure Isle, which is yeah. like Tom Sawyer Island times a bazillion. So they, it is phenomenal. It's got rope bridges. It's got barrel bridges. It's got all these waterfalls. You climb oh, cool. up, you go down. Very active. And then they have the full-size pirate ship right there. I saw and that. that's where Pirates is, right by there. And their Pirates is amazing. Is, oh, is really the cool. Discovery Arcade still open? Okay. The arcades are the walkthroughs. Oh, oh the arcades, yeah. On Main Street. And the one oh, on the yeah. Discovery side is Discovery. It looks really pretty. And on the other side, I think, is called a, a, it's probably Adventure. And, Sorry, um, I thought you meant a regular arcade. I was like, yeah, what? Like that's, what no. that's the European version of an arcade, which is like just an indoor walking. Yeah. Yeah, it just looks like it's like uh, pretty in there. It is. So they're on either side. So you've got Main Street, you've got the shops, and then on the other side, like like you know how in Disneyland or in Disney World, when you're trying to leave the Magic Kingdom and they'll open up the backstage area. Well, this is basically like in the same area. You walk through that, and it's just nice. And you can go into the back of those shops. Um, and they have a displays like on the one side, they have like a whole display about the building a Statue of Liberty. Mm. And then the other one is just sort of like an American hometown kind of display. So it's very cute. And there's lots to read in there. There are benches you can sit in in there, which is kind of an interesting thing that I didn't think they had. You know how in Disney World, there are lots of benches. Like you can yeah. just find a bench everywhere. Mm. Like, oh, I need to sit down. Bench. They don't have that at Disneyland Paris. And that was one of the things I did not like. Like, I feel like when I go to, and you guys know that when I go to the parks, I bring an iPad a lot of times. I will work for like an hour. I'll find like a quiet spot. Mm -hmm. There are so many quiet spots in Disney World where I can sit and do work or just relax or whatever. Uh, and I know that's kind of a weird thing, but, you know, I have to do it. There's not, There were no places like that in Disneyland Paris. And I almost felt like if I had sat down, somebody was going to tell me to move. I feel like while Disney World is my home in some ways, then I can yeah. make myself comfortable within reason. I didn't feel that way in Disneyland Paris. That didn't, you know, cu- ruin my enjoyment by any means, but it definitely f- had a different feeling. So did you, is there like a ton of smoking areas, by the way? No, every area is a smoking area. Is it really? <laughs> Are you sure? Because I'm looking fan. around this map and I'm Okay. So, I some... mean, the first time I went in 2015, I definitely saw more smoking than I did this time. Okay. Um, I, they do have designated areas, but, you know, like any place, people are going to take advantage of that. I didn't, you know, you sometimes hear, oh, I saw someone smoking in line. I did not see that. What I did see was a lot of people smoking in front of doors, you know, it blowing into the... Which you don't necessarily see 
you know, in a regular park stateside. Oh, but no. there was, it was very minimal. I have to tell you, that park was very, very clean. The bathrooms were immaculate. Like, I would put those bathrooms, you know, they were very clean. Let's put it that way. They there was they were not lacking in any custodial anything they had no problems let me tell you a little bit about the food because the first time i went there i thought the food was pretty not so great i'm trying to be nice here Uh Um, we had really good food while we were there in fact i had the best churros i've ever had i don't think i'm ever going to be able to eat another churro again in a disney park what after yes They were like, so we get the churros and they were sort of like not perfectly shaped like they were, they are in Disneyland because the ones in in our parks are, um, you know, they're like made in a factory, right? They just reheat them. These were actually made by a real person and they were so incredibly good. Did you ride Tower over there? No, not at all. Yeah, we didn't spend too much time in the the studios park. We basically went in. We did Remy. Um, Remy had tops maybe a half hour wait, and it was basically a ten minute wait if you did single ride. We're getting that. I'm so excited. Yeah. Oh, it's adorable. It is the cutest ride. I'm excited about that. Yeah, you guys love it. And the nice thing for you guys is. Like, your kids are still going to be young enough that they like the film by the time it opens, I think. Yeah, I've it's, been excited about that ride since it, they opened it at Disneyland Paris. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to coming to Epcot. I wonder if they're going to sort of refurb the buildings in Epcot, France, to look a little bit more like the, the little area um, where the village is where, um, you know, they have the Remy ride in Disneyland Paris. Because that's really beautifully themed. Well, because it's going behind the existing buildings, I think that's all new. Okay. They all should because new. the theming yeah. in there is really fun. I like it a lot. So Where did you eat while you were there? While you were So, you know, we were there for five days and we spent two days in the park and the rest of the time we were in Paris. And when we were at Disneyland Paris, I'm gonna be honest, we went to five guys. Because, you know, here's the thing. First of all, there's there's no, like, genuine, wonderful food. Like, you're not going to have, like, a French meal or anything. The, the food at, like, the Disney Village, which is there at Disney Springs, which is pretty small, um, the food there is basically your fast food kind of food. By the way, don't eat it, Annette's. That's included on the dining plan. It, it is really bad. But, you know, they have a Five Guys. They have a McDonald's. They have an Earl Sandwich. Those are all really good. And, you know, unfortunately, there wasn't much outside of the kind of burgers and fries sort of, you know, sandwiches to choose from. There is a steakhouse there. There's like a sort of German themed restaurant, but we didn't do that. What's the restaurant when you exit Remy? That's called Remy's, right? I've eaten there before, not this trip. In fact, that place is actually included on the dining plan. We tried to get in there. We couldn't. Um, But in fairness, we had gone there really late in the day to make the reservation. I think if we'd gone there early, we could have. It wasn't that good when I went in 2015, so I can't speak to what it's like now. Okay. Do you know what Annette's is named after? I have no idea. Is it Annette Funicello? Yes. Oh, that's interesting. She would not like that, I'm sure, because it's cute inside. It's like got a 1950s thing going on. The food was so bad. I mean, it was really bad. Yeah, I've, I've heard other podcasts. <gasps> yeah, other podcasts. They they basically trashed Disney Village because they said everything there is just pedestrian at best, and it's not well, exciting. 
I mean, if you like Earl of Sandwich in the States, you'll like it in Disneyland Paris. If you yeah. like Five Guys in the States, you'll like it in Disneyland I, Paris. I guess, though, if you're flying all the way to Paris, yeah. you don't want to be in... It depends on but the person. There's nothing, I get it. I there's get it. literally nothing to eat. There's no fine dining or even, like, middle-of-the-road dining. Have you eaten at the Waltz uh, restaurant in No, Main I have Street? not eaten there. I oh. considered going in. I've heard it's very expensive. But because we only had two park days, we basically were like, boom, boom, boom. Let's do as much as we can. So we weren't really interested. Like like the one day we could have used our credits for table service, we use it for quick service. And we did end up, it was a place next to Pinocchio, and they had some good German food in there, I will tell you. I mean, like, you know, sausage. It was it wasn't good. wasn't Toad's Hall, was it? No, that we tried to get in there. It, it was closed. Oh. Yeah. They closed that one early because it is kind of like um, – a little bit farther off the beaten path, so. Yeah, Toad's Hole is not a ride; it's a restaurant. Yeah. Like they, you know, they decided not to bring that over. I guess. Yeah, there's enough to do in that park. I mean, you could spend two or three days. I think. Okay, here's my thoughts. You know, as travel agents, the one thing we really want to sell is Adventures by Disney. It's not the only thing we want to sell, but it is the hardest thing as people who focus mostly on Disney and Universal. Adventures by Disney is the hardest thing to sell. And a friend of mine who's a travel agency owner was given an opportunity to go on, she's going this month actually, on a Danube cruise. And I said, you know what, Disney has to prove to me that these ABDs are worth the price. After this, I have to say, I can see where that price is coming in. You know, we did go into Paris for three days. We waited in so many lines because we don't, you know, with these adventures, you get front of the line access. You do have all your transportation taken care of. When you're overseas and you're not used to a place and you're just, you're spending a lot of time taking, like, um, you know, planning out how you're going to get from point A to point B and C and all that. You're spending time trying to find food. I don't know that I'm a group tour kind of person, but I can absolutely see where it the money is spent now. And I didn't think that before because we really, there were definitely times where we worked for this vacation. And I mean, it was hard. I mean, we loved every minute of it. But when you're taking three kids on the Paris Metro and you're changing trains four times in, you know, 50 minutes. It's confusing down there. It is. You've been on it. You know exactly yep. what I'm talking about. It's a lot. Um, and, you know, like when we were in London, for example, not that this show is about London, the line to see the crown jewels was probably three hours. We didn't see it because, you know, we didn't have that kind of access. So just as an aside, if you're thinking of an Adventures by Disney, that money is going to good use for your vacation experience. And, you know, I figure that we spent probably two-thirds of what we would have spent on an ABD. So just something to file away for the future. I know there's a value there. It's top of the line. I mean, you're not going to get better than that. I, I honestly was like not, I, I don't know why, but I just was kind of like, like I was, like I said, discussing with my friend and going, they need to show me that it's worth the money. Well, I didn't go on one and I kind of was like, okay, I can see how having yeah. everything out. Although I did feel like, you know, like Sophie, my daughter and I, we went out on one afternoon, we had all to ourselves and we had some adventures and you don't have that on a group tour, but um, you also don't have to ride the Metro. <laughs> 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 Oh, you know. Yeah, anyway, I just, 
I wonder how, I mean, those trips, as you guys know, they can, they're pretty pricey, I guess, depending upon what you're willing to spend, but it, it costs really high. Yeah. yeah. But then yeah. you add in children and then you wonder, is it worth it to then tag the kids along if they're really going to be invested in it or not? And I guess that's up to the parents' decision. Yeah. If you think your kid is worth awesome the cost. about them, though, is that they have the experience <laughs> they have. Like the experiences that you'll encounter on the different ABDs are, are like none other, because it's Disney and mm-hmm. Disney can get you know the Disney name gets you into experiences that you'll net you'll never be able to get on a regular right. tour, yeah. like they, Mario Perillo in like you know, Italy. You know, there's just different things that they do yeah. that just it's they Mark's just, cousin, right? Mario Perillo. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he was just over. I, I yeah, thought right. so. Well, yeah, I thought I saw a painting by uh, the, a campy in the Louvre one time. I'm just saying. Yeah, we're all over. Well, I just the, have no idea. The, up, <laughs> the other thing is that they have separate things going on for kids when they know that kids aren't going to be into it. And right. that was probably one of the things we encountered was my kids about died in the Louvre. <laughs> they were like <laughs> done. You know, I mean, they were like to the point, you know, and there, there was, and we did a front of the line tour just because we really didn't, you know, if you don't, you know, because you can pay extra, like you can arrange these tours through different companies. Um, and that was one of the ones we did pay extra for instead of just, you know, paying to get in and then wandering around. There was a kid one, you know, it was an hour and a half. And we thought, well, our kids are old enough to handle it. No, they really weren't. I mean, mm. they they held up through the Mona Lisa and then they were just dying. And of course, my daughter, you know, being a 12-year-old girl was like, Oh my God, these statues aren't wearing clothes. Like the whole time, I'm like, what is wrong with you? That's like the only thing I could think of when I was in there was my kids would be like, <laughs> I didn't realize that she was going to be that upset. I mean, she was like, the whole time she had her arms crossed. I'm like, you have brothers. This is like your life. What are you complaining about? <laughs> but, you know. When we went to the Louvre, I went when I, I when I was much younger with a bunch of fr- with a couple friends, and um, I remember walking through there expecting expecting at any moment, any turn around the corner that we were going to see impressionist paintings, and there are no impressionist paintings there. Honestly, that was probably one of the few times on the trip that I thought the kids would have been better off doing something else because they they yeah. just weren't into it, um, and it really surprised. And Sophie likes art, so that was surprising to me, but. Um, we it was a really educational trip. I mean, other than those two days at Disneyland Paris, <laughs> they just got so much learning, and they were just like, "We're done," you know. <laughs> but but then we went to London, and uh, you know, we went to the Tower of London, which is of course you know really gory and disgusting things happen there. They nice. Yeah, that was a good day. That's where um, I want to go. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's all about like. You know, what is important to you? And I think people who book Adventures by Disney, for them, time is is more important than money. For us, we were willing to give up time for the cost to save money. And, um, you know, there were lots of things I learned on this trip. I One thing I learned, and you guys know I'm a cheap hotel person, I will never stay in an inexpensive hotel in Europe again because you spend so much time getting from point A to point B. It was very difficult. I did absolutely learn so much on this trip. So it was really fun. But if I could just say one thing to people, it's please go to Disneyland Paris. It is absolutely gorgeous. Even if you don't want to go to Paris, get Paris, go to Disneyland Paris. So contact me and take me with you as well. Yes. She can be your translator. She knows like 50 words. Uh, yeah. I mean, I 
parlay petite français. I can get exactly. around. I can find the Actually, toilet. Actually, your French is getting so good. Your French is getting good. So anyway. <laughs> I don't mean to brag. Yeah. You know. Fancy lady. Um, okay. Any final thoughts on that? I would like to see it. Start playing with Bridget. Bridget, seriously. Yeah, Bridget. You could have stayed there for less than what your poly trip is. And oh, here's don't the even other start. Don't even oh, start I believe that. that. I believe that. Yeah. And especially if you're going out of like the East Coast, there are reputable flights for like $500, depending on the time of year. I, I want everyone to go. I will tell you, call a travel agent. And it doesn't even have to be us, but I'm just telling you right now, it is a little more complicated than booking Disney World. Although this podcast yeah. should help, actually. Um, but it is more complicated. Don't book it online, I think. Uh -uh. Th that was one thing I noticed was that, like, I could not find, because I had a really difficult time finding a room description that was actually my room. Tickets are wonky. So yes. if you want to do, like, my client wanted to do five nights, but they only wanted a three-day ticket. But on, if, if I, like, just just to, like, kind of get a general idea, I would price it out online, and I could not switch those tickets. They kind of forced you to take a five-day ticket. Yeah. Um, so I had to call in to do a three-day ticket. Um, so that's kind of something that you have to keep in mind. If you were kind of just browsing online just to kind of get an idea of pricing, you're not going to – it's not adjustable um, as adjustable – as it is on um, like regular Disney sites. Right. Well, and they wouldn't even let us upgrade our ticket because we only had a two-day ticket. And we thought, maybe we'll upgrade to a three-day and then go mm -hmm. ahead and go into the park just for like a half day. Um, because after that Louvre incident, you know, the kids really needed some like, you know, Disney. And they wouldn't let us upgrade. So. Oh, there so, they wouldn't let you upgrade? No, they would not oh, let us upgrade. Wow. So, and that might have been just because that was a special ticket associated with that discount. But they had a lot. They're not as flexible as Disney World. Yeah, that, that would be, like I would say, make sure you know exactly what you want ahead of time. Stay close to the park because, if, like I said, if you do like us, you literally had like a 10, 15-minute walk to get out of the resort because you had to walk. And then you had a wait for the bus, and then you had a bus ride. And the bus is, like, full of locals. You know, it's not just, like, all tourists. They're, like, serious people going to work, and your kids are bouncing around in the morning because they're excited mm -hmm. to go to Disney. I thought that w resort was phenomenal. I posted pictures. It was beautiful, but I would never stay there again. Yeah. And you know what else I was surprised about, Chris, is, like, when I flew in, you know, when you fly into Charles de Gaulle Airport, you see Disneyland Paris signs in the airport as soon as you exit off the plane and you're going into right. the main area. And I didn't, I don't know why I didn't expect to see that, but I didn't expect to see it really everywhere. And I saw a lot of Disneyland Paris stuff. So, I mean, there's going to be. I think they, they, that is the number one attraction in France now. Wow. Is yep. it? That's crazy. It's the number one most visited attraction in France. That's what they told us when we toured the Louvre. And the lady who did the tour, she was actually from Russia. Mm. She was very like, can you believe it? <laughs> we like, well, actually, we um, can. No. We, we were like, uh, no, we have no idea what you're talking about. Let's go look at the paintings. Yeah, so, exactly. Now yeah. we can believe but, it. Yeah. We're theme park nerds. Yeah, go. Please go. Sounds amazing. Go. Yeah. yeah. And I will tell you that the best meal I had in London, and, and this pains me because, I mean. Five guys. No. No. There's a place called Slim Chickens. Huh? 
And <laughs> it's basically like they play like American blues, you know, like. Oh, it's my kind gosh. Of know, that's like Mark's kind of place. Yeah. It was the best chicken sandwich I've ever had. I wanted to go back there the next night. And, you know, it was painful. Like I said to Kevin, I'm like, this is the saddest thing. You know, we're in a town with the best Indian food pretty much anywhere outside of India because I, I love Indian food. And we can't even eat it because the kids would be like, no. But I, I really liked Slim Chickens. They need to bring them over here. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. So, I just like the name. Slim Chickens. Slim Chickens. They oh, how do they say it? They say slim, <laughs> slim chickens. Hello, hello, slim chicken. They, they actually, you could have all the ice you wanted too. You could fill your own drink. So that was kind of great. Were you nervous about the ice though? No. Okay. Yeah, ice I'd be is nervous a thing about the ice. over there. You know, oh, because you think it might be clean. I mean, the, just London like, you was know, a stomach bug. Uh, you know what? London is the best city anywhere. Okay. I am in love with London. I would go back to London tomorrow. Um, it's It was clean. It was nice. It was friendly. People were, you know, well You haven't been dressed. to New York, I guess, huh? That's uh, right. No, I haven't. New See, York, baby. <laughs> New York's the best, yeah. and we all know London that. London is amazing. Um, food was really good. I mean, you know, obviously we didn't get the good, good food, but there were plenty of things purchased at uh, the Harrods Food Hall, um, oh, and I, I did develop that. a cookie habit so a yeah biscuit. a biscuit habit i have a biscuit habit so um <laughs> well, is there anything else we need to cover i think we want to cover go to it. disneyland paris it looks go amazing paris. i'm gonna go one day it's on my bucket list you need to i i want you to go to villages nature i like i said i am not kidding you when i tell you that i was like this is life hey, the price is good the price is yes. great for and that's a busy week. Now, granted, the kids in the UK and in Paris, they weren't out of school Hello. yet. Now I'm going to talk like that all day. I'm sorry. I know, right? Oh, my gosh. My kids kept doing it. It was really embarrassing. I know. I heard them on uh, the phone. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> all right. Stop I'm stopping. Uh, but, but, yeah, no, I uh, the kids weren't out of school yet. But for us, we're out of school in June, and that price was amazing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. and, I mean, a two-bedroom place with, you know, it had, like, a three bathroom setup kind of they, they do it a little well because there was only a toilet in one no but then there was a shower tub combo and a shower in the other and there were three sinks that's nice so. that makes it worth it it's one nice. toilet yeah I know. actually the it's one toilet terrible. thing yeah that is kind of bad and they did not give you any toilet paper oh great you had to well because it was <laughs> kind of like an apartment setup so you had to go buy your own and my oh, husband wonderful my for husband the made, yeah kevin made like a shrine of toilet paper <laughs> in the bathroom he got the large package yes so That's hysterical. Yes. it was funny all right, let's close up. Go ahead, Mark. All right. Well, we thank you, as always, for listening to us tonight. Um, hope we helped you out with any uh, Disneyland Paris plans you have going on. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. We'd love to hear if anybody out there has gone to Disneyland yeah, Paris. We'd love to hear your experiences. It. So uh, we'd love to, we'll be looking for that. Um, but if you like the show tonight, we ask you to go out and leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, that always helps us out. And uh, I guess that wraps us up for tonight. So uh, good night, everybody. And we will good talk night. to you next time. <laughs> good night. Arrivederci. <laughs> <laughs>